Amen. Thank you for joining me again for Rev Kev and The Root, where we get to the root and not just the shoot. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. Uh, we have been talking on our last podcast about Halloween doors, portals and passageways. And this is a continuation or part of this small series that we're going to do on Halloween doors, portals and passageways. And I want to call this podcast episode Halloween doors, portals and passageways definitions and clarifications. Halloween doors, portals and passageways definitions and clarifications. Let's pray before we get started. Father, I just ask that you would bless this time that I have with your people. And Lord, I pray, Father, for each one of them, that you would heal their bodies, whoever is sick in body, that you would heal them and restore them, raise them up. And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, that whoever is uh, oppressed by the enemy, by the devil, that you would set them free and that they would go and sin no more. Lord, I pray for those that are lacking in finances, Lord, that you would make a way out of no way, because we know that your servant David said that I was young, now am I old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. So, Lord, I ask that you would have your way, that you would glorify your son uh, through everything that I'm going to say and everything that I'm going to say, Lord, I ask that you would guide my words and guide my thoughts, that it would be not me, but you that is speaking. And so, Father, I just thank you right now. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. Amen. So last time, as I stated, we talked about Halloween. This port, that portion of the of the podcast, we talked about Halloween, the origins of Halloween, and where it came from as a Celtic uh, festival, and basically out of the Roman Catholic Church. Uh, they have the uh, All Saints Day and All Hallows Day. Uh, all of that is joined together as a celebration of souls that have gone on, that have passed on. And let me say this from the outset that the Bible states that, uh, and I didn't write this scripture down, but you're free to look it up. It says that the dead knoweth not what the living is doing. The dead knoweth not what the living is doing. And so uh, when that time of, uh, uh, that time of expiration of one's life has come about, then they move on, they transition to wherever they're going to spend uh, eternity. And, and we're not to try to communicate with them. And we're not to try to uh, summon them or anything of that nature, because all of that is witchcraft. And all of that is an abomination to the Lord. Now, a person is free to do what they whatever they want to do. But they have they have to realize that there are consequences. And as I spoke of in the podcast previous to this one, when I was talking about Halloween, I talked about the laws that God has already set up in the universe, that there are certain things that are just off limits. And the Bible doesn't uh, doesn't promote witchcraft. The Bible does not promote necromancy. The Bible does not promote tarot card reading. The Bible does not promote any of that kind of thing. And uh, the Bible does tell us that uh, Satan is the little G, the little God of this world. In other words, 
the the earth doesn't belong to him because in my, in Malachi rather the the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, but the one who is controlling much of what happens in the world today to a certain degree is Satan. But we realize that Satan cannot do whatever he wants to do. Still, that's why I say little G. God is big G. He is the he is the supreme being. And even when God, uh, even when Satan wanted to tempt Job and 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 uh, tempt him to turn away from God, he had to go to God and ask for permission to do so. So he does. He can't just do anything he wants to do. Now, as far as definitions and clarifications, you know, I want, really want to clarify what we're talking about because if you listen to this podcast and you hear what I'm saying, but you don't understand what I'm saying then I have not clearly and accurately communicated to you. You see, because just hearing words doesn't mean that a person is communicating. You know, the person on the other end, well, let me say this, the one who is communicating has to make it clear enough to where the person on the other end fully grasps what they're saying. Otherwise, they're not communicating. All right, let me share a passage of scripture from the outset, and it's found in Hosea. The book of Hosea is a minor prophet. Doesn't mean that it's least in importance or less of importance, but it means that it's smaller than, say, Jeremiah, Isaiah, Ezekiel, or one of the other prophets. Uh, And also it means that they came after those prophets. So uh, Hosea is where I'm going to read from right now out of the King James Version, and it is Hosea chapter four, verse number six. And it says plainly, my people, this is God speaking, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. You see, there's that person's will again. They could have accepted the knowledge, but they rejected the knowledge I will also reject thee, God says. And it also says that thou shalt be no more, uh, be no priest to me. He's talking to the priest. And he says, seeing, let me flip my page here. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, Let me say this, that he said, my people are destroyed for a lack or for a lack of knowledge. So the people that the priests were ministering to were not receiving the law of God, which is the knowledge of God. You see, they were not receiving that and they had begun to perish. Now, he's not necessarily talking about uh, physically perishing, even though that is a part of it. He's talking about spiritually uh, perishing. And these priests were supposed to feed the people with knowledge. I remember the scripture, but I didn't write that one down because I really didn't expect to share that one. But I'm always open to God to speak through me, whatever he wants to say as his prophet. Amen. He says, uh, he said in one place that the priests ought to preserve knowledge. In other words, if a minister is going to be 
a minister, if a pastor is going to be a pastor, <clears throat> excuse me, or a prophet is going to be a prophet or an evangelist is going to be an evangelist or what have you, they ought to have the clear word of God. Not something that they have mixed their own philosophies and beliefs in, but something that came straight from God himself. This word of God that we have these 66 books that we have today, which we call the Bible. So the priests were to uh, retain knowledge because they had to take this knowledge and give it to the people. Now, what am I saying? I'm saying that this is the place that I'm standing in right now today, that I am a prophet of God, a priest of God, and I am to take the knowledge of God and share it with you and share it with whoever values their relationship with God and values the word of God. And so God says this, you know, sometimes we believe that uh, God is just all lovey-dovey and all that kind of stuff, but God has a limit. God has parameters and boundaries and things like that because he said, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. So they're not going to be any more priests to him. He is going to reject them because he is going to treat them how they treated him. You see, uh, he said, I will reject thee, thou shalt, that uh, thou shalt be no more or no priest to me. He says, uh, he says, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, let me say this, that because of their error or because of their sin or because of their wrong, talking about the priest, because they wouldn't. Uh, they didn't value knowledge and they rejected knowledge. God said that I am going to reject your children. And so we have to understand as people on the face of this earth. That God, that the many times the decisions that we make can affect and will affect our family members, will affect the seed of our body, will affect our children, will affect our grandchildren, will affect our great, great grandchildren. You see, because there's already, as I stated before, and I'll say it again, there's already laws that are set up in the universe by God. And so when when a person goes against that law, then they'll get whatever result is built into that law, you see, or whatever consequence is built into that law. It's not just all negative when we do right and when we do good and when we do what we're supposed to do, following God, honoring God, living for God, then we'll reap good and our children will be uh, affected that way. They will get good, uh, happen good things happening to them. God will bless them, you see. Now, <clears throat> uh, this is out of Hosea, as I said, Hosea 4, 6, and it's a familiar scripture. A lot of times uh, I've heard various people quoting this scripture uh, in different church settings or just in general, you know, walking and talking with someone or sitting and talking with someone, uh, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. But, you know, sometimes we say things and we don't really think deep enough about what we're really saying. Wow. People are actually perishing because they're not getting the right information. People are perishing because they're not getting the revelation. You see, they're, they're getting uh, uh, what this preacher or prophet or evangelist or whatever 
have uh, found in a commentary somewhere or in their own mind. They're getting that. But are they getting the clear understanding of the word of God? And when he says my people, the Hebrew word is am. It means uh, a congregated unit or it means troops or it means a flock or it means a nation. So when those that are responsible for giving the word of God, breaking down the word of God, expounding on the word of God, when they are negligent, that means that a whole nation of people has the potential of perishing, of going off into error. You see, when there's not light, which the word of God says of itself, it is a light. When there's not light, then what do you have? Darkness. If it's not day, it's night. If it's not night, it's day. I mean, it's, it's clear. So <clears throat> a whole group of people, you know, and, and, and that's, that's a tall uh, task for an evangelist, a pastor, a, a, a teacher, or what have you, to have that type of obligation placed upon them. But they said that God called them to the ministry. They said that God called them to preach, you see. And when we say that, then we are obligated to give the people what God says and not to water it down, not to compromise it or anything else. So he said, my people perish. What does it mean to perish? To perish is the Hebrew word dama, D-A-M-A-H. Dama, it means to cease or it means to cut off or it means to be ruined. Now you say, well, you know, there's, there's people that don't have the word and they don't have the truth and they're still walking around and, you know, and all that kind of thing. And I don't see anything happening to them. You know, they're sitting under a word that is not really from God, but it's a pastor that is a uh, uh, covetous. He's just in it for the money and he'll tell them anything. And I don't see them, you know, I don't see them dropping dead, but that's not what the word of God is talking about right there. You know, when, when he, uh, when God commanded, uh, Adam and he said, told him not to eat of the tree of the knowledge, which was in the midst of the garden and Adam ate of it, but he warned him before he ate of it. He said that if you eat of this tree, then you shall surely die. But we know that Adam lived to be like, what, 900 and some years old. So he didn't die of physical death. So if he didn't die a physical death, what kind of death did he die? He died a spiritual death. That's what happened to him. He died a spiritual death because the Bible says that uh, Adam, you know, began to run and he heard God's voice in the garden and he began to run and hide amidst amongst the trees of the garden. And God asked him, where was he? And he asked him, did you eat of the tree that I commanded you not to eat? And so he skirted the issue and he said, it's the woman that you gave to be with me. You see, uh, and then the woman blamed the serpent. But, but my point is, is that Adam did not just drop dead, but he did die spiritually. Uh, and also he was kicked out of the garden and he didn't, that was a place where he had fellowship with God. And let me, uh, warn many people who are listening to this podcast that it matters what we involve ourselves in because, you know, uh, we affect our relationship with God. Those things can cause God to cut us off. We may still be alive physically, but then we'll be dead spiritually. You see? We'll have no more fellowship 
with the Lord because of doing what he said not to do. And let me say this also, if God tells us not to do something, there's a reason why he said not to do it. And uh, we don't need to do it in order to find out what it was that was going to happen. We just need to stay away from whatever God says not to touch or not to eat. Amen. And, and this is this is the truth, you know, because uh, like I said, it, and it's, it's all the thing of the will. You know, uh, there's a lot of things in this world. There's the tarot cards, there's necromancy, there's uh, horoscopes and all this kind of stuff. But the devil never made Eve do anything. He only suggested, you see, he only uh, tried to coerce her to do it. But the ultimate decision was up to Adam. The ultimate decision was up to Eve. So it's your decision. Uh, it's my decision what we involve ourselves in. But we need to find out. That's why I said, you know, the word, the, the word says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. So we need to be able to understand what this particular thing is, because no matter what definition people try to change and make it something else, then, hey, you know, uh, it still is what it is. You know, it's, it, it still is what it is. So no matter what they call it, I need to find out what is this? What is it? So if somebody comes to you with some poison, you're not uh, with a drink. You're going to ask them, well, what is it? You know. So um, let's keep going. In the book of Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs. Uh, chapter four and verse seven. It says here. Well, let me let me let me begin with verse one. He says, hear ye children, the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding for I give you good doctrine. This is what God is saying. I give you good doctrine. God is not going to give us some corrupt doctrine and we have to take, don't just take whatever any preacher tells you or any evangelist or prophet or whatever you take, whatever they tell you and measure it, place it against the word of God and see, is it the same thing? Does it measure up? Or is it something that is contrary to the word of God? You know, because as I said on uh, the first podcast dealing with Halloween, is that sometimes we think things are so innocent. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with putting on a little devil costume. There's nothing wrong with uh, uh, dressing as a ghost. That's what we think a lot of times in society, that there's nothing wrong with it. But you are identifying with the devil. You are identifying with uh, demons. You are, and then, like I said, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Did we ever really stop and think and really study where does the things come from that we um, uh, participate in? Where does Halloween come from? Where does Easter come from? Some people don't even know because Easter is a pagan holiday. You see, it's, a, it's the pagan holiday of fertility. But some people don't don't look deep enough. You, we need to look deeper into things because we we can get into something and wonder why things are happen, happening so adversely in our life. Why are, why are my children uh, 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 bound up with, you know, drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff? Why is all this happening? Why does it seem like there's never any peace in my house? Why does it seem like I can't get anywhere? Look like I'm stuck. And, and more I try, it's like, it's like a, a truck or a car 
in the mud. The more you try and more you press the accelerator, the deeper the tire goes into the mud. Some people may feel that way, that no matter what I do, look like I, I'm still stuck. And a lot of times it's because we have open doors that we should have kept closed. And we did not research enough, look into it enough to find out what is this that I'm about to involve myself in. You see, we need to look deeper into things. Don't just accept stuff on face value or accept things because it's the cultural thing to do because there, are, there, were, there were whole heathen cultures in the Middle East and still is. And there's heathen cultures in things that we do over here. Even the days of our, our weeks, the days of Monday, Moon Day. Some people never even knew that Thursday is Thor Day. All those were Greek uh, fake gods. But that's just a little example. He says, hear ye children, the instruction of a father. Now, this is what a father really is. Somebody that's going to instruct his children. And so I don't think we should look at God as just a God in the sky or someone that we go and see on Sunday, or someone that, you know, uh, we go and uh, Bible study with on Thursday or, or Wednesday or whenever you go to Bible study, not just someone that we go to see at the, at the synagogue or at the, at the local church, because we call that the house of God, you see. But the Bible tells us that we are the house of God, you and I. If you have a relationship through the blood of Jesus Christ and you have a covenant that you have established between you and Hashem, blessed be he, then you are the temple of God. And he said, should you take the temple of God and join it with the temple of idols? It is not right for somebody who says that they are a Christian or somebody who says I am a believer or somebody who says I'm Jewish or somebody who says I'm Hebrew or somebody who says whatever they say, whatever they call themselves, that is uh, a, a, uh, a way of uh, of um, communicating to someone else that they are in relationship with the creator of the universe, which is God, Hashem, yud Hey, vav Hey, you know, that's not right to take his temple and put a, a costume on it that represents a devil. You know, it's not right to take his temple and go and fornicate. It's not right to take his temple and go to the ballroom. It's not right to take his temple and go get your palm read. It is not right to take his temple and go and try to conjure up some dead spirit at a seance. That is not right. And there are consequences that's going to be paid for that. You see, if you don't pay for it, if I don't pay for it, our children, our grandchildren will pay for it. You see, somebody has to pay. And that's just the way it is. But this is how we should look at God, that God is one who instructs us. God is one who teaches us. You know, God is one who informs us on things that we need informing in, teaching in, and, and instructing in on how to live on this green earth that he created. And this is what God does. You see, he's not just a, a, a picture on the wall, but he is a spirit. You know, when uh, Jesus was at the well with the woman and, uh, you know, she said uh, some words to him like this well belongs to Jacob, our father. And are you greater than Jacob, our father? You know, and Jesus said the word, the, the water that I shall give you shall spring up in you. It shall be a, the water of life. 
excuse me. And so he told her, you know, she asked him, where should we worship? Should we worship in this mountain or should we worship in that mountain? And, and Yeshua, Jesus said, he said, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You see, when we come into contact with God, when we make covenant with God, it is a spiritual connection. Hear me good. When we come into relationship with God and when we make covenant with God, it is a spiritual connection. When a person, hopefully not, God forbid, goes to a seance, they are connecting with demon spirits. When they put on, when they celebrate Halloween and uh, all those demons, they are connecting with uh, demon spirits. Same thing with a uh, seance or a card reading or a poem reading, all of that stuff. Astro uh, uh, the, uh, what do you call that thing? The, uh, the uh, zodiac and all that kind of stuff. They are connecting with spirits. And some people say, well, I was just curious. I just want to know what, you know, what this month, my birth month meant and what they said about it and this, that and other. And who is the one that's saying all this about it anyway? You know, and we don't research enough to find out where did this come from? Did this come from God or did this come from Satan? All right. So God instructs us. He's our father. He says, attend, attend to. We have to listen. He's talking, but we have to listen. Job says that God does speak to man now one way, now another, but he does, but man does not perceive it. So it doesn't mean that God is not speaking to us. We're just not understanding what he's saying, you see, and he is a good communicator and he isn't, he says exactly. It's just on our part. Uh, a father and attend to my, to no understanding. For, you know, and it's not just a bunch of words that he's speaking. It's not just a bunch of words that we want to hear, but we want to get an understanding. We want to know what we can stand under. You know, uh, that's what understanding means. One preacher said uh, the, uh, the old English definition, it means to uh, an understanding means to something that you can stand under that will shield you. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law. You know, what is good doctrine? If you look at the word of God, the word of God is never selfish. The word of God is never foul. The, the, the word of God is never fleshy. The word of God never gives us a license to sin. He says, forsake not uh, my law. And this is not a suggestion, but a law is a law. It's something that's, that's, that's laid down that we must adhere to. He says, for I was my father's son, tender and only beloved. In the sight of my mother, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. This is the result of keeping God's commandments that we're going to live and live not only exist, but live a good life. In Proverbs chapter four, verse five, he says, get wisdom, get understanding for uh, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth, forsake her not. And she shall preserve thee, shall preserve thee. Listen at that. Uh, love her and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Now listen good. He says in Proverbs chapter four, verse seven, wisdom is the principal thing. He says, therefore, forget, uh, therefore get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. 
Therefore, get wisdom, but but with all thy getting, get understanding. He said, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Lack, the word lack there is belly. Uh, it means a wearing out or a nothingness or a want or without uh, or without. You know, it, people in this society, the devil has used different people to try to bring about a new perspective, which just because it's new doesn't mean it's good. And also to bring about new definitions of things. And like I said, just because you put a new definition on it doesn't change the nature of the thing or what it is. Knowledge is uh, da'ath of the Hebrew word da'ath, which is dalit ayin tav. And it means to premeditation or skill. So knowledge is skill. Knowledge is, is knowing how not only to have the tools that wisdom give you, but knowing how to use the tools. And this word knowledge comes from the word yada, you know, and I remember a song that they used to sing and uh, a lot of the kids used to sing it and stuff at, uh, in, uh, at, on Sunday. Uh, and uh, they used to sing the song, yada, lift up your hands and all that kind of stuff. But how many people in there really knew what yada meant? And yada means knowledge. It means to know. It means to clearly understand. See, that's what I'm saying. We say cliche things and we say things here and there, but we really don't look into what it really means. It means to know, to clearly understand. Uh, it means discovered. It means informed. It means instructed. And uh, it means to know for certain or learned. Now, I was a little early on my proverb scripture, but uh, he says that wisdom is the principal thing. And that word principle there is the word reshith. Uh, is, and we find reshith also in uh, the book of Bereshit or Genesis. Uh, reshith means the beginning or the chief or the foremost or the first fruits or the choices or the finest or the beginning. Uh, it comes from the root word for uh, reshith is rosh. And I know most of us have heard that word because we know about Rosh Hashanah, uh, which is the beginning of the, the year or the, the beginning of months. Uh, and wisdom is the Hebrew word chakma. Wisdom, it, it means wisdom, but it means wit. And it also means skillful. The word understanding uh, is comes from the Hebrew word benah. It means to clearly or know the truth or clearly or truth. It also means understanding. It also means discernment. It is from the Hebrew word ben. We need discernment. And discernment is knowing the difference between one thing and another, but not just knowing the difference of one thing and another, but discernment is also knowing, being able to see beneath the surface of things, being able to not just look at Halloween and say, oh, that's Halloween as costume, this, that, and the other, but no, be able to see that there is a spiritual element that is hooked, an uh, evil spiritual element that is attached to Halloween. You know, there's a, there's a, a evil spiritual element that's attached to whatever that it is that looks so innocent, but yet it's not. And it comes, uh, let me see, from this word, understanding, the word is benah, the Hebrew word is benah, 
it comes from the word Hebrew word ben, which is uh, bet yud noon. That's where it comes from. It means to discern. It means to be clever. Uh, uh, say they gave me instruction, uh, skillful, intelligent, or discerning. This is what we're talking about. And I wanted to give all of us these definitions, myself included, because many times I listen to my podcast and I listen to it not uh, in a conceited kind of way, but I listen to it because I ask God to speak through me. And since God is speaking through me, I, I don't even uh, sometimes hear everything that's going on. But I just allow him to use my voice, you know. And so this is something that is very serious because, like I said, many people are bound up today, even sickness. I heard a, uh, uh, an account where <coughs> excuse me, some missionaries went over to Africa and there was this little boy that was crippled. And they couldn't, they prayed for him and prayed for him and prayed for him. Uh, and I don't know, I'm, I imagine his family prayed for him, but he wouldn't get any better. And the missionary said that God spoke to them and told them to take that wristband off of that young child that was on his wrist. And when they, when they researched what that wristband was all about, it was a, 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 a witch doctor that had put that wristband on his wrist and it, it uh, impeded his ability. The demon spirits that were attached to that wristband crippled that young child. And when they removed that wristband, the young man stood up and started walking. Now, some people will say, oh, man, that's uh, whatever, you know, but but let me tell you, that's how the devil gets in. A lot of times is that uh, he he masks himself. He hides himself behind something that seems so innocent. He hides himself behind something that seems so innocent. You know, oh, man, you hear a lot of people sometimes say, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, did you do your homework? Did you research it? Did you look into it? Do you know where it came from? Do you know what the origins of it is? And I, I, I look, I beseech all of us, me included, you included, everybody included. Don't just bring no anything into your house. Oh, that looked like a cute little uh, African mask or that looked like a cute little European mask or that looked like a cute little trinket or whatever. You better find out and uh, pray and ask God, is it of you or is it not of you? Because then when you uh, bring things into your house, then you give that spirit legal right to be in your house because you have joined with that thing. Now, how else can we know or how can we really dive into uh, being ready to combat the evil spirits, the demons, the devils and all those kind of things? How do we know? I mean, how can we uh, really, uh, you know, prepare ourselves in one way is John chapter 16, Jesus speaking. Uh, he said, these things have I spoken unto you in verse one, that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that they doeth God a service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the father nor me. 
But these things have I told you that when the time come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said unto you at the beginning, because I was with you, but now I go away. He's about to go to the cross and come back again one day. Amen. Uh, to him that sent me. He's going to God that sent him. And none of you asked me whither goest thou. But because I have, excuse me, but because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you. It's necessary that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they believe not on me of righteousness, because I go to my father and ye see me no more of judgment, because the prince of this world is judged. Now, who is the prince of this world? Satan. That's who Jesus is talking about. He said in one part of uh, the New Testament, he said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then in the book of Revelation, it says that um, that the old, that the that the devil, he said, woe unto you, inhabitants of the earth, because the devil hath come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. You see, the devil is, is, has set up operations in the earth. He set up strongholds in the earth. You know, I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all the truth. This is how we can have ourselves ready because we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us in all the truth. And in order for the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us into all the truth, we have to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will not go against our will. We have to ask the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me, show me what's right, show me what's wrong, because you best believe that the Holy Spirit knows exactly what's right and what's wrong. He will guide you into all truth, Jesus said, for he shall not speak of himself, uh, but whatever he, whatever he shall see, or excuse me, whatever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall shew it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore I, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine and shew it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me, because I go to the Father. You know, if 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 the Holy Spirit, God is the one who instructs us, but He instructs us through the Holy Spirit. You see, because it's a spiritual thing. As I said, Jesus told a woman at the well, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. When we talk about Halloween, it has a spirit connected to it. Uh, when you talk about whatever uh, kind of thing like that, it has a spirit connected to it. When you talk about church or you talk about synagogue, it has a spirit connected to it because God is a spirit. But when Satan fell... He also brought with him uh, angels that became demon spirits. Let me read you this passage of scripture in our closing for today. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, 
beginning with verse six, how be it? This is Paul speaking. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have not, excuse me, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So he said that I haven't seen. It's not a fleshly thing. You can't see spirit with your natural eye. It's not a fleshly thing. He said, I have not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for us. But he said, the spirit searcheth all things, even the deep things of God, you see. And so this is this is how we, you know, we need we need spiritual eyes to be able to see. Paul said one time in the book of uh, Ephesians, I believe it was, he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened that ye may know. There's things that God want us to know. But the only way we're going to know is that the spirit of God makes it real to us. You know, you can have information without revelation, which in my opinion, leads to frustration and exasperation. But we need information that comes through revelation. One last example. When Peter and, his, and Jesus' disciples uh, were out one day and Jesus asked them, he said, who do men say that I am? And one said, they say you're John the Baptist. Another one said, they say you're Elijah. And then what did Peter do? Peter said, you are the Christ. He said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And then Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. There are some things that we can't get in seminary. There are some things that we can't get in Bible school. There's some things we can't get in church or in synagogue. You see, man can give you the words, but then the Holy Spirit has to make it real, has to illuminate those words and show us what it means. You know, and everybody learns different. And so God is able to he already knows your makeup. He already knows how you how you're constructed and everything. And so he's able to take the word through the Holy Spirit and make it real to you or whatever situation it is, whether it be something. Should I deal with this person or should I not? You don't know all what people are involved in. That's what that's how that's how deadly it is and how dangerous it is. We can't just make friends with just anybody. We have to consult God because we can't see with our natural eyes, but the Holy Spirit sees everything and he knows what they're involved in when they're not around you. Are these people that uh, that are in in league with the devil? Are these people that, you know, uh, believe in uh, celebrating Halloween and believe in celebrating Easter and, and believe in going to the club and this, that and the other? You see, we have to ask God about those things because we don't know a person's heart. But God knows their heart. 
You see, sometimes people will come around us and they're sent from Satan. And maybe there's somebody listening that needs to cut somebody off. They need to cut those ties, you know, because that person doesn't mean you any good. You see, and we don't know, as I said, we don't know the motives of a person. But God says he tries the heart. He tries the reins of the heart. You know, he said that uh, uh, the heart is desperately wicked and who can know it? God, God knows. He knows. If you search the scripture, you'll find out that God knows exactly what's in every man. Every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, you see. And so, again, we have to stay in prayer, stay in close contact with God to find out, is this thing that I'm involved in, is it of you or is it not? Because sometimes we, we, uh, we're our own worst enemy because of people that we get involved in, things we get involved in, uh, whether it be a fraternity, that's wrong. That, that, that is worshiping demon spirit. Whether it be a sorority, that's wrong. Whether it be ma uh, uh, masonry, that's wrong. You see, I was, in, I was in a service. It was actually a funeral service one time. And the masons were supposed to get up and speak. And they did. But the service was lively until they got up and speak. And then uh, got up and spoke. And then it's like death just came over. It was already a dead person in there. But it's like death just came over the whole funeral service. You see, it was just as dead in there. I mean, it just was dead and dry. Because Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters. Either you're going to uh, uh, cleave to the one and hate the other, or you're going to hate that one and cleave. It's one or the other. You know, we can't be in church and, and reading our, our horoscopes. We can't be in church and getting our palms read. We can't be in synagogue and reading horoscopes. We can't be in synagogue and getting our palms read. We can't be in, in, uh, in, in a relationship with God, whether we're in that physical building or not. We can't be in relationship with God. And in relationship with the devil at the same time, it doesn't work like that. But however, until next time, let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you, Lord, for each and everything that you do for us, even when we're undeserving of it. And I just ask that you would keep your people, Lord, open our eyes and help us to, to not get involved in things that will be detrimental to us spiritually and physically. So, Father, I ask that you lead us. Give us discernment, Lord, from on high. And I bless your name, praise your name, and give you all the glory, honor, and praise in Yeshua Jesus' name. Amen. Until next time, if you want to contact me, it's RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. God bless you.